Mr. Cam, what's going down? Man, long time no talk to you, sir. Welcome to week eight of the Voice of the Fans show. Sir, we have been halfway across the world and back, sir. How are you doing, my man? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How was the uh, excursion over to the uh, European continent? Oh, uh, man, a lot of cigarette smoke, a lot of burning up the Autobahn, a lot of beer was drank over there. It was a wonderful time, man. Um, seeing the Seahawks play the Raiders, um, well, what's kind of left of the left standing of the Raiders anyway? Um, it was it was a fantastic experience to be over there. A new a newfound love and appreciation for the Twelves. You would appreciate that, man. It was eighty thousand fans in the house, eighty five thousand fans in the house, fifty thousand Seahawks fans screaming their heads off loud blowing the Raider fans out out the way it wasn't even close after the first after the first possession there was no talk of who the loudest crowd was after the first possession for each team I think the Raiders might have had an offside penalty in their first possession it was it was just really ridiculous Seahawks fans came out in, in droves there was fans of a lot of teams man I met some there was some hoax fans of, of as you might imagine uh, a guy had a Seahawk, or excuse me, he had a Sonics starter jacket on. So I had to ask him about it because I know he did, he didn't look like he was from Seattle. He didn't look like he was American. I so I had to ask about it. Sure enough, he was from uh, the, the United Kingdom. But he and his friends spun the bottle, and they each had to pick a team, an American, an American city to root for. He he came up with Seattle, so he's all in with the Mariners. He had a Again, a, a, a Sonic starter on. He had a um, Steve Largent old school jersey on, the throwback jersey on. Wow. So I got a picture of him. He had the, the signs hat. And I was just like, wow, you and never see He's all in. He's like, I can't wait for the hockey team to come. I'll be, I'm a hockey fan now, too. I'm like, okay, this guy's all in. But he was he just so happy. It was crazy. There was fans from everywhere. There was Dolphin fans there. There was... Ravens fans there. Uh, one guy had a Brian Bosworth. It was a Seahawks fan with a Brian Bosworth jersey on. I know. Wow. I wanted to laugh at him, but then I didn't know if he didn't know football. I didn't want to really uh, um, hurt his heart, but I saw a Brian Bosworth jersey there. It was like it, it was wild. It was it was a great experience there to be in Wembley Stadium. Um, that was the people there at the stadium. So I will tell you this. Uh, uh, side story is my Clippers wouldn't work. So I found, got to the hotel, to, um, my Clippers wouldn't work. So I was, I needed to shave. I've been four days now without shaving. It was just looking ragged, right? I needed to shave. So I walked up the street, talked to some old, uh, went to a, a barber shop, and they allowed me to use their Clippers. We had the same Clippers. But his converter was locked, tied in, wired into his clippers. So I couldn't use his converter. I just used his clippers, went ahead and did the shaving. And so while I'm shaving, right, you know, I was finishing up and I asked the guys, I was like, do you guys, are you guys familiar with the NFL? And they're like, huh? Looking at me. They're already looking at me strange because I'm the only black guy in there shaving myself in their mirror at their salon. So I'm already, it's already looking weird, right? So when I asked them about the NFL, they're like, huh? What? No, no, I, no NFL. I said football, American football. They're like, no, we don't know anything about it. I was like, okay, you guys don't know anything about it. 
So as I walked, I had to go exchange some money. I walked across the street to exchange some money, got to talking to this dude. This dude, he was a football, he was an NFL fan. He's like, I just can't watch it. The hours are crazy. And so it's like 2 a.m. when the games come on over here. I got to wake up in the morning, go to work. I, I love it, but I just can't watch it. We actually exchanged information. I said, do you know there's a game today? He's like, there's a game today? Really? I said, Wembley Stadium. He's like, I had no idea. I said, yeah, man, there's a couple hours. He's like, who's playing? I was like, there's another guy who does. They don't, they had, they're oblivious outside the stadium that there was a game going on. That was kind. Of, that was kind of funny. That was just like being in a town where nobody knew the American football was there. It was really. It was really wild. But um, nonetheless, like I said, Hawks fans turned out. It was a great. It was a great time. Um, talked to some of the players, and they were just ecstatic because the twelves came came out came out loud and proud. It was amazing. You would have loved to hear it. Um, but they really showed they really showed their heart. So as we know, the Seahawks got the win. Um, I think you got the win a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so lucky you. This week here, um, got some questions for you, man. There was a big trade. Oh, I'm all ears. There was a big trade that went on, um, and I guess not. The the question isn't really who got the best of the trade because we really won't know that for a little while, but. Uh, do you think Amari Cooper will have an immediate impact for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, absolutely not, Cam. I, th- I think it was a terrible trade. I think that Jerry Jones is on the wrong end of this trade. Wow. Having had such a blockbuster trade in the Herschel Walker fleece from Minnesota <laughs> years ago, you would think that he would kind of know when someone was kind of baiting him. But to give up a first-round pick, especially considering how your team is right now, you don't like I mean, that first-round pick could be a top-10 pick very easily. And it's just terrible. I, I don't I don't know what Jerry Jones is doing. I, I, I thought Stephen Jones had kind of reeled him in a little bit as far as making those kind of moves. So, but but so, but trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper, and you wouldn't trade a first round pick for the best free safety of the last thirty years, <laughs> or in the in the in the in the conversation of the top three. Oh, that's a good point. Polamalu, Ed Reed, and then Earl I, Thomas. I, you I, won't give a first round pick, but you give a first round pick for Amari Cooper. That who is, has not accomplished anything in this league. Oh, oh, that is a good point, Mr. Cleavon. Young Sam, that might be the best point you came up with this season. I did not consider I did not consider that. Sorry to name drop. But um, I had this conversation with Mr. Eric Dickerson just a couple of days ago. And I asked okay. him, uh, what was was this a good trade? And then, you know, we got down, okay, from the Raiders standpoint, they're blowing stuff up. They're not making Dude has a ten-year deal. He, he can do anything he wants to right now. So they're they're blowing things, tearing things down to the studs. From the Cowboys' point of view, he was he was uh, in agreement with you. That's way too much to pay for uh, Amari Cooper. Has he done anything to prove his number four pick value since he's been in the league? And that's I mean that's he narrowed it down and kind of pushed me pushed me against the wall and just said, hey, listen, has he done anything in this? in his four years to prove his number four pick value. And then I went to the team. He's like, listen, it's about him. Has he 
And I was like, oh, uh, okay. (laughs) But I thought from the Cowboy point of view, they need somebody. They need somebody over there at the end. He's better than anybody right now than anybody they they have and have had for the last two or three years. So with that being said, the kid's 24 years old. If he can, if he can learn from the, he's going to, he's going to draw attention. He should get some balls thrown his way. He did have some problems with the drops, but I mean, which, what receiver has it? And he's not, he doesn't appear to be the kid that's going to go out and, and, you know, he can't, he won't be able to handle himself in Dallas. He doesn't appear to be that type of kid, but can he get on the field, run some routes, draw some um, receivers, or draw some attention downfield? Open it up for open it up for Ezekiel Elliott. Make make the throws easier for um, Dak Prescott. We'll see. Can he do that? Um, and I believe, and I believe he can. So in that respect, and then I say they needed a receiver today, right? Well, you, you would agree that the Cowboys needed a receiver today, correct? You They need a number one receiver. You'd agree with that, right? I would agree with that. I, I just don't agree with uh, with Amari Cooper being a number one receiver. He hasn't proved that at Oakland. Why would you a first-round pick that could be a top-ten pick for just, just, Amari Cooper? Just, just slow down. Just slow down. You would agree that the Cowboys need a number one receiver. I would agree with that, yes. Going into the draft, do you think they're going to get a number, a, a receiver who's already acclimated to the NFL, already has put proven the kid two years ago gained uh, 1,500 yards with a quarterback who could, when when they were rolling, when they were doing things, he, he gained over 1,500 yards. Why wouldn't you think he has that capability of doing that again? The kid's 24 years old. Well, first of all, I, I've, I've said on this show many times what I feel about the Alabama program and oh, the product put out on the field. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk, you know, badly about Derrick Henry. I don't want to talk badly about, you know, yeah, uh, so- Trent I don't want to talk badly about some of the other players that have come out of Alabama. There's so many players in the league that you're gonna pick out some some guys who don't who don't pan out. Uh, no, a program, a program that is supposed to be elite and is supposed to be feeding the league with fresh flood, souls. They have we, flooded the league. They have flooded the league. No, no, no. They're fifteen hundred. They're fifteen hundred pro bowlers. In the same way that the University of Miami did, well, now, see, now on two different occasions, they have not flooded the league with players like LSU has done a no, few see, different times. It's no, just I, I don't, I don't feel confident in trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper. All right, see, all right, now so back up. Let, let's talk about the root of your problem right now. I think that we just identified the root. Of of your disdain for the for Bama or dislike for Bama and their players, you're comparing them to historically great programs, and you can't really do that. You have to compare them to. Well, you So back up. So how many national championships Alabama won in the last six years? Listen, 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 listen. You're comparing, you are comparing them to historically great programs. That's what you're doing. But is Alabama a historically great program? 
They are. The, yes, they are. But they're playing today's football. They're historically great in today's football, where he has he has captured the monopoly on these guys, and he's getting any and everybody that wants to come that wants to go to the league. He's getting seventy five percent of them. Okay. So with that being said, that he they are flooding the league. Those numbers, and I would I would venture to say I, I'm not going to go do this homework, but I'd venture to guess that there's been more, many more Bama players in the last six to seven years than any of those runs that you mentioned, because the times were different then. They had their four or five year run, and then they had to recycle and then have another four or five year run. And we're looking at those gaps. That's what you're that's what you're referring to. Today we see a collective, and that. We see a collective, so they are flooding the league, but because they're not superstars and Hall of Famers, you're discounting their 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 production and progress, and that's not really fair. Exactly that. But, exactly. But we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to national championship. We'll have to it's national back. champions uh, on any given year. You can pick. Alabama we'll, won that we'll championship. Have to, we'll have to come back to the pros. But they, oh, maybe they have four I'm, to six first-rounders. And they don't make it. Okay, well, 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 we'll have to talk about that subject on another day. But I'm glad we narrowed it down. We narrowed down the, the issue right there. But yeah. how, impressed you, how impressed were you with Cam's comeback against the Eagles last uh, Sunday? Um, three touchdowns, 21 points in the last um, quarter and a half to win that game. How impressed were you with that? Oh, that was extraordinary. I mean, that looked like Cam of the old. That looked almost like the 15-1 and season, the way that he was able to kind of, you know, rally the troops and come back. Um, you know, that, that, that was an impressive uh, victory. Yeah, considering... that, was, that was an impressive football game because at, at one point in that game, uh, Carson Wentz went 15. Uh, he was 15 or 15, 15 straight completions in that, in that game, completing everything. Him and Alshon Jeffers – uh, Jeffries looked like they hadn't missed a game in the last uh, in the last uh, sixteen weeks. So those guys were really rolling. And for the Eagle, for the um, Panthers to come back like they did, I, I, man, that was impressive. I was sitting in the in the room with a bunch of Eagle fans, and you know they were getting they're mad because Cam was doing this to him. And I'm just like, this is what he does. He slowly come, he he's, he he doesn't hit you with big plays like he used to when he was the first couple of years in the league. He hit you with methodical drives that eat up the clock and eat uh, eat at your heart. And then when it's uh, first and goal inside the five, and Cam runs a sweep, <laughs> I mean, what, what are you going to do when the big 6'5", 260-pound running quarterback is coming right at you? I mean, it really it, it was really impressive the way he came back in that game, passing the ball. And I was mad that the Eagles oh – no, I, I can't even say I was mad that the Eagles lost. It was a shame that the Eagles lost, but somebody had to lose that game, and Cam really won that football game. Um, is, Eli, is Eli done? Have we, seen the, have, have we seen the best of your, your guy, Eli Manning? I wouldn't call him my guy, Cam. But, yeah, we have seen the, the end of Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, definitely after you play in the league this long – and can't figure things out. I, and I'm not going to put it all on Eli. That offensive line is atrocious. Okay. They let people in, you know, four and five guys at a time, and it's just there's just no way to 
even if you have an elite number one receiver, top two, top three in the league, you're still not going to be able to, you know, take advantage of that that situation because the offensive line is terrible. He's already gun shy. I don't know how many offensive coordinators he's been through in the last <laughs> three or four years. Right. There is no cohesion. And, man, they, they're, they're just not built to win right now, which is why we've seen the fire sale going on. They've, you know, traded their number one corner. They traded their best defensive lineman. They've, they're, they're already in rebuild mode. So, yeah, I don't think that there's anything that Eli Manning can do to, you know, make the situation any different. They've only won one game. And I'm surprised they won that game. But, uh, yeah, the way they're looking, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's the end of the, the Eli Manning era. So, did, so that, that does that mean the coach last year was was right in, in benching Manning? Then it, 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 everybody got on his back and thought he was a ridiculous McDougal? Or was, was, he, was he right for benching Manning? No, he was right for he was right for for making the decision. It's just that he didn't have any alternatives to Eli Manning. I mean, you, you can't just bench him for just nobody. I mean, that's that's not going to work. You can't bench somebody that's that's won two Super Bowls and been you know Super Bowl MVP just for some guy. What, you know? Web, I mean, Webb is a. a... Webb has experience. He's been in the league seven or eight years. He yeah, so that's so like I'm saying that's 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 just some guy. <laughs> that, that, that's that's not a real quarterback. That's not someone that's going to step in and, well, and lead you your franchise. Why don't you draft a quarterback? Why don't you do that? Well, because they thought that Eli Manning had a little bit more left in the tank, and why not draft a running back? Considering that the quarterback class of the last draft was a little bit thin, I mean, you, you, got, you got your Darnold, you got your Baker Mayfield, but then after that, it falls down to Josh Allen and uh, the but, other but, guy. But you're running, but you're running the ball. You, but you're you're still throwing the ball. Thirty-five. Falls down to Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. Yeah, you're as, just- as 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 your choices, and they already made the trade to to get him. So it's like no. You're already solidifying what you thought was your weaknesses because you thought Eli Manning could weather the storm. If given enough opportunity, enough weapons, he could still make it happen. And they were just wrong. I think this is another, um, you know, historic franchise. that We talked about the Steelers a couple weeks ago, um, and unable and unwilling to make decisions and, and kind of change things up. I think we're seeing another uh, organization. At least they made some decisions to try to things, try to change things up. But it appears they made the wrong decisions because they're going uh, the wrong direction. It appears. How about them Kansas Kansas City Chiefs? Keep on rolling. Uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. You, you still want to see more of him before you uh, say this is the right decision and go with the let's go with the young guy. I mean, I'm amazed that I'm amazed that it took a season for half you people to recognize that this is a guy they should have been playing with all, all along. You know what? Kudos for you, or to you, for identifying uh, the talent of Patrick Mahomes. But shame on you for acting like you knew Patrick Mahomes was this good. That is like uh, 
27 teams passing on Dan Marino. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you all are so knowledgeable. You all are so knowledgeable. You would have picked him with the number one pick in the draft if you What you had was him sitting behind Alex Smith continually you know, tootling him, giving him knowledge. Cut it out. Cut it out. Making it happen for him. And it's an Andy Reid offense, and this guy has got skills off the charts. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you knew that, there's there's no way, there's absolutely no way that if you knew he was going to be this good, you don't draft him with the number one pick, and they did it. No one did. No, they got him when they could. And and you would were... no, no 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 not, not the Chiefs. Oh. If you knew if oh. there was a quarterback sitting out there with this kind of talent, well, and this type of arm and this type of ability, and all he needed to do was be in the right system with the right players, and sit behind someone that would give him a little bit of tutoring. Hey, there's, hey. Just, there's just no way that you pass on that. This I... is the, this is the MV, This is arguably. The MVP of the league. The only other argument is Todd Gurley. You know what I'm doing? You know, you know what I'm doing if I'm the Dolphins? I'm paying. I'm paying Andy Reid to draft me a quarterback. I'm paying you. You draft me a quarterback. And let me deal with the rest. You just pick that guy. You tell me which guy to take and I'll I'll get him. How about that? You do all your homework, you do all your studying, and you prepare him like he's gonna be yours, and I want that guy. And I and I gotta coach him up. I, I I'll and it's and it's unbelievable the type of footage that's coming out. It's unbelievable the type of access that he's had to players that are like otherworldly. I've seen pictures he's taking with Alex Rodriguez. I've seen pictures he's taking with Doug Peter. I've seen him hitting three quarter half court shots in hoop when he's in like the fourth grade. Yeah, he, how did this yeah. dude slip to Texas Tech? Yeah, well, you know, My that's God. what happened. Th- hey, thanks for clearing this up. I don't know what you did, but then we can hear you much better. But yeah, um, yeah, he ended up in death. That will tell they'll find you. And like I said, I want I want Andy Reid to draft me a quarterback, and, and, and I'm gonna pay him some money to draft me a quarterback this offseason because I know he's scouting them. Um, Let's take a break here, uh, and I got a question for you about Mr. Drew Brees that I want to, you know, he's a topic of the league right now, setting all these records, and I got a question for you. But let's take a little break. <laughs> Mr. Cleavon. Yes, sir. Uh, Drew Brees set the, what, touchdown record a few weeks ago, and then, or the passing yardage record, and now the touchdown record here. Um some people are calling him the GOAT. Um, and off the top of my head, I can come up with seven quarterbacks immediately better than Drew Brees at all time. Uh, how many – what's your list? And how many names could you come up with? I'm sure we agree on Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. There's three right off the bat on I'm sure we agree on. Um I'm tempted to say Steve Young. I'm really, I'm really tempted to say the the Steve Young at his two or three year peak. Well, hell, I'll take Steve Young and say in in Tampa Bay. I, I thought he was pretty good there. 
Um, I, I, I can I can say Warren Moon was a better passer of the football and didn't have the advantage of the inflated inflated uh, stats from the current passing league that Drew Brees enjoys. And don't get me wrong, Drew Brees. I, I picked Drew Brees to lead his team to the Super Bowl this year. So there's I'm not hating on Drew Brees at all. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think some quarterbacks are a lot better than Drew Brees and what he has done, considering all the hype. So there's six quarterbacks I've given you off the top of my head. Um, I'm going to say Jim Kelly from the Buffalo Bills, who led his team to four straight uh, AFC championships. Some people are going to heart and say Jim Kelly didn't win at all, but name four quarterbacks who've led their team to four straight Super Bowls. Not many have done that. And then there's another guy who led his team to five Super Bowls and lost them all before he got some help. And that's John Elway. So right there, I think that's eight quarterbacks I've named before I get to Drew Brees. And I'm going to see if you have any quarterbacks I left off the list. Well, it's a very interesting conversation, uh, Cam. And when when Drew passed the record, I, I gave a lot of thought to this and First off, what I did was, and maybe this is wrong, I eliminated all of the quarterbacks that played before the past happy era where you couldn't really touch the receivers and, you know, the defense was played a lot differently. So there's no Bart Stars, there's no White Tittles, there's no Sammy Boss, there's no Johnny Unitas's. And let's not take away from any of their accomplishments, given what they did and when they did it and what they were able to do. They're all Hall of Famers. I give them their credit. However, when I look at the list and I look at how champions and greatness is validated, it's validated by Super Bowl victories. So unlike with your list, I actually don't have Jim Kelly or my number one guy, Golden Arms, Dan Marino, on the list. Well, come, well, your list is but but let me digress. Let me digress here. I don't. I don't have either one of those two. Your list is bogus. But let, but, but, but let me digress. I get to the Super Bowl list, and I think that the Mount Rushmore. It's hard to change it. Oh, there's another there's another name I, I didn't even mention, but okay, keep continuing. He's on your Super Bowl list, on, on your boat. Okay. Well, your list is so bogus, and you don't have Dan Marino or Jim Kelly on your greatest quarterback's list. Your list is bogus. I don't. I don't, because, because again, my premise is that championships is what validates greatness. So, again, my list, the Mount Rushmore, <laughs> it's hard to change it. You tell me how you feel about it. It's Tom Brady. It's Joe Montana, it's John Elway, and it's Terry Bradshaw. Now, it's hard to take those four off the list for any reason. Then you get to the quarterback that won three and four. A lot of people will say it's because of the personnel around him on offense and defense. Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls in four years. Brett Favre, numbers are obviously similar because those are all the records that he's passing. He's played in two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers, 
because of the the numbers, you might want to skew it a little bit towards Drew Brees because of his consistency and his body of work over time. However, I think Aaron Rodgers spins a better football than Drew Brees. Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's played in three Super Bowls. He's won two of them. Peyton Manning, he's played in four Super Bowls. He's two and two. That's my list of the nine that come before Drew Brees. Well, your list is bogus. <laughs> I mean, my list is bogus. How, how can you? Wow. How Let's can get you, down. Let's get down. You, you, tell, you, you tell me where you the flaw have, is. You don't Show have me where the flaw is. You don't have Dan Marino on your list. Dan Marino has only played in one Super Bowl. I love the dude. I have three Dan Marino jerseys in my, hanging in my closet right now. He is my favorite okay. player, NFL player of all time. Listen, did Ever. did Ben did, did Ben Roethlisberger lead his team to either of those Super Bowls? No, he didn't. No, he did not. No, don't don't even answer. I'll answer for you. No, did Troy Aikman lead his team to either of those Super Bowls? Let me help you. No, he did not. Terry Bradshaw on a list. He has four Super Bowls. He was was Terry Bradshaw a better quarterback than Dan Marino, Cleveland. I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, this this list is. I didn't even. I, I might. If, 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 you're, if, you're, if you're looking at it from perspective, where championships validate greatness, then yes. If you want to have drop, take a snap, drop back. If you need eighty yards, drop back and get you eighty yards to score a touchdown. What quarterback can you win? If, 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 if I if I had a quarterback to play for my life, it's going to be number thirteen from the three hundred five. But that's not the that's not that's not the question you asked. What can you name? The question the question you asked is can you name me nine quarterbacks better than Drew Brees? And the answer is so, yeah. The, so you if, say- if, if you're coming from the perspective that championships validate greatness, as much as I love Dan Marino, and will and will not hear an argument from any other quarterback that's ever thrown the football other than Aaron Rodgers. Is Dan Marino. However, if championships validate greatness, then he's not in the conversation, man. That's why. That's why. That's that's why we don't talk about him the same way we talk about these other guys. One Super Bowl, and he's in the conversation. But he has zero. Drew at least has one. He has one, and he ha- he has one. Yes, he does. That doesn't make him a better quarterback. That's one more. That's one more than Golden Arm. Dan Marino. Mark Rippin, a better quarterback than Dan Marino, because he has a Super Bowl. I didn't put Mark Rippin on. I didn't. I didn't put. I didn't put Mark Rippin on the list. I didn't put Mark Rippin on the list. That's that's why that list is flawed, and that's why you going by that standard is flawed. Because if just but it's only but it's only but it's only that one. I didn't put Trent Dilfer on the list. I didn't put Brad Johnson on the list. I did not. I did. That's not the same metric. You're using you're using the metric in a different way. You're using the using the metric to discredit discredit what it is that I'm saying. But you're not using the metric to understand that none of the other quarterbacks on my list don't have a Super Bowl. He does not have one. I did. I did. I did not say that just uh, that Jeff Hossettler was better than, than Tamarino. I did not say 
that Brad Johnson was better than Tamar Hill. I did not say that Mark Rippon was better than Tamar Hill. I did not say that Trent Dilfer was better than Damarino. I said, you asked, can you name nine other quarterbacks better than Drew yes, Brees? I did. Yes, and I said, if championships validate greatness, then I can name nine. Well, I didn't. I didn't say who ball. throws a better ball. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Say, I didn't say like I said in the beginning of the segment. If I had one quarterback to play for my life. It would be number 13 from the 305. However, that does not mean he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That does not mean that he's even in the top 10. He put up gaudy numbers when gaudy numbers were not in style. I'm questioning your knowledge if you if you don't have Dan Marino on your top 10 quarterback in any metric that you use. In any metric that you use. But your list is flawed. I don't know how you... How how can it be any metric that I use where I just told you the metric that I used? Which the metric that I used was that championships validate greatness. And my guy, my number one guy, has no championships. That is that's the so what so if you're using that metric, then how am I using some metric that doesn't apply? The metric you came up with is a flawed metric. That doesn't that doesn't quantify the greatness. So championships don't validate. So championships don't validate greatness. Then. I, I, that wasn't part of my question. That wasn't part of my question. And if you want to use championship as a metric, sure you can eliminate them. But that wasn't my question. My question was, can you name nine quarterbacks better than Drew Brees to start with? You threw in the championship metric, which eliminates my guy, which eliminates arguably the top three quarterbacks to ever play the game. And I don't know how. Uh, a championship is used to, to eliminate this guy when it's, we're based on quarterback position. There's a lot of factors that go into winning a championship. One quarterback doesn't lead. He led his team to the, to the championship. It's not, he was, didn't play defense. He didn't give up the 30, the 36 point, 38 points that they scored on him. He didn't do that. That wasn't him. That was his defense that not only um, gave up the points, but couldn't, couldn't keep, keep the other team off the field. That's not, that's, but, that's not how, but that's not how quarterbacks are measured, and you know that. Quarterbacks are often measured. You can measure them by championship. I'm measured by greatness. I can look on the field by eye test and see who the best quarterback is. And, and I just gave you a list of, of quarterbacks off the top of my head with, with that I thought was better. And it, it's not necessarily championship. Warren Moon didn't get it to, to the AFC or NFC championship, but he was a damn good quarterback. He so, sure was. So that but he's not in the top ten all time. Yeah. You, you can't be in the top ten all time if you don't win a Super Bowl. I, that, I, that 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 is how things are measured, right? Other than Dan Marino, other than Golden Arm Dan Marino, in my estimation, the greatest passing quarterback in the history of the NFL. With the only other person in his conversation is Aaron Rodgers. What other quarterback can you name me that has not won a Super Bowl? I need a break. That you think should be in the top ten. I need to take. We need to take a break right here, Cleveland. You, you got me so hot and heated. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a lot more teaching 
of football to do with Cleveland. I've been working on it for the last few years, and I have a lot. Oh, yeah, let, let, let's let's do that. The counter arguments to be. I got a lot of Caitlin. I, I, I feel I feel it will be on the same plane as a Terrell Davis interview or uh, conversation, but. Please, let's, well, please, we let's know, and we know who won that one. We know how who won that debate as well. So let, let's move on. Man, as we talked about, good win for the Panthers. I thought it was a worse loss for the Eagles. Um, or I thought, excuse me, I thought it was a better win for the Panthers than a worse loss for the Eagles. Um, we talked about that game a little bit. The Texans and the Jaguars, that was a better win for the Texans than the worse, worse loss for the Jaguars, man. The Jaguars, my Super Bowl pick, and here they're collapsing right in front of our eyes. Um what do you see going wrong? Is it all Leonard Fournette? Is he, is he the big difference, man? I he, he, I picked him on my fantasy team. I picked him guys to go to the Super Bowl. He hasn't played since week two, and they haven't won a game. I think they won two games since then, or one game since then. What's what's going on there? Um, it's a lot on Leonard Fournette, but I think it's also a lot on Blake Bortles. I think that they invested a lot into him. I think that they thought that he could run the scheme. Um, be the game manager, you know, a, you know, poor man's Alex Smith, if you will, um, and kind of get him to the next level. I mean, I thought that they thought that their defense was strong enough and their running game would be consistent enough to, you know, handle clock management. But without Leonard Fournette and without receivers that can get separation, um, whether it was Moncrief or Coles or whatever other receivers they have over there, Defense can only do so much. Um, I think that they peaked when they beat the Patriots. And that was week two. That was week two, wasn't it? It was a week. I think it was week three. Yeah, maybe two or three. However, you know, I I think that they thought that they had kind of overcome uh, the obstacle and kind of exercised some of those demons that they had in the AFC Championship last year. And I think it they kind of sunk into them that their mentality was, well, wow, we just beat the, uh, you know, AFC champs. So, you know, we're on the, you know, we're on course with the AFC champs. And then, you know, you lose to the the Titans nine to six, and then you get, you get blown out by the Cowboys four to seven. And then, you know, it's just, it's been all, you know, just downhill from there. So, you know, they've even got my guy, uh, Jalen Ramsey, you know, Deion Sanders Jr. being real silent over there, not having a whole lot to say, and, you know, somber sitting in his uh, cubicle just kind of, you know, with nothing to say. It's kind of, you know, if you're going to walk the walk, you know, if you're going to talk the talk and walk the walk, when things go bad, I mean, that's just, you have to handle it, and he hasn't handled it well. He's handled it like a 24-year-old diva. Exactly. You know, but that's okay. You know, hopefully, you know, I think that that right right, they're playing in a tough division and um or excuse me, their division is winnable, I should say. And uh, I think they'll get they'll get right and if Leonard Fournette needs to come back because that's part of that's part of what makes keeps Blake Bortles alive is that strong running game. So that needs to happen and we saw a strong speaking of strong running game, uh how about your boy, the workhorse, leading uh, his team, the, the Redskins, over the Cowboys um, and getting nearly 100 yards that week, the last week? I'm, so, I'm sorry, who, who are you talking about? Uh, yeah, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson? Oh, okay, well, yeah. yeah. Again, the stories of his demise have been greatly exaggerated, and, you know, every once in a while he needs to come through. 
step up and show why you know he's one of the top. You know, he's I, I picked a, a six, quite, running backs in the history of the NFL. Quite as Kemp, I picked Adrian Peterson up in the fantasy. I picked him up, must have picked him up in the thirteenth, thirteenth <laughs> round. And quite as quite as Kemp, and he's and he's producing. He's a he's been a gem. <laughs> I, I I feel pretty good for uh, actually picking him up. Last week, another thing I feel good about is our picks were uh, even for picks for the week at nine. Nine out of 13, both you and I had two, uh, two out of two for the picks against the spread. But then the confidence picks, you know, I exceed there where I'm leading. The, actually, somehow, what, what, what? Year to year, Cleveland 82, Cameron 81. I'm going to have to do a recount here. I won the week, but uh, it looks like Cleveland has somehow took the lead over the last week when I was out. It's mm. okay. It's okay. It's, it's that's it's one game this week. I'm looking to see Jack Eagles versus Jaguars. I think that should be a pretty good game. They're both three and four. They're playing essentially for their season right now. Both both of these teams are. Um, another good game I think is the Ravens and the Panthers. Uh, Ravens three and one. The Panthers four and two. Uh, Panthers have a little bit of leeway with that big win last week, but uh, I think they can overcome the Ravens this week. As they're in Carolina, what do you think? Oh, man, I think that the way the Ravens game ended, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to recover from that. That is – I'm sorry. Tucker is their best player. Well. And so, no, no, no. He he is their best player. Yeah. So, when you rely on your best player to to bring it home and you don't bring it home – and you miss on a real routine play, wow! That's got that's got to shake the whole foundation. They don't got Ray Lewis. They don't got Jonathan Ogden. They don't got Ed Reed to kind of rely on anymore. I think that might be Tucker. Tucker is the guy they rely on. But that, they rely on getting the ball. They have to get the ball to the forty yard line, and they can score. I, I think that was an anomaly, though. Come on, the ball, um, it, it, it has. It's a huge anomaly. However, you know how ki- you know how kickers are. Is, 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 is he just drop? I don't know if he's done, but I mean, you know, he's got to be thinking about it. He may. It's in the back of his mind that wow, did I just cost our team a playoff berth? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was big. That was big. Another big game this weekend. We got a rematch of the of the playoff game last week or last year. Saints at the Vikings. Um, this ought to be a good one. The Saints obviously are angry, and this is kind of what I expected and anticipated from the Saints is kind of be on a, a revenge uh, mode this season. And they're playing pretty good football going into into Minnesota, which who aren't playing, you know, up to what we expected them to play. I expect the I expect the Vikings or the Saints to put a lot of pressure on them guys um, this Sunday. What do you think? Um, you know, that's cool, but the game that you're really missing here is um, the Packers against the Rams. <laughs> the Packers are the biggest underdogs they've ever been in the Aaron Rodgers uh, era. What, what did you say? And the pack What? They're the biggest underdogs they have been in the Aaron Rodgers era. I got you gonna get 
And, 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 and how is number 12 going to handle that one? What do you mean he's going to get roughed oh, up? Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys think, you think Jared Goff has got my kind of swag? You think he can take my spot? I'm expecting a shoot out. I'm expecting 49 to 44. Somebody's gonna win. It's gonna get. It's gonna get aired out. Are you joking? I am not joking. You expect Aaron Rodgers to put up forty-four points on Sunday? Man, the what? What? I don't know what the over is, but if it's not seventy, take the over. If it's less than seventy, take the over. Are you kidding? Get out of here. I'm not. I'm not joking. Write it down. I'm, I've written down. I okay. I didn't see. I didn't see you taking um, Green Bay in the ten though. I didn't notice that. You notice I did that? I notice that. Okay. Well, go go reassess. Man, they're they're going to be they're going to be in the game. However, man. it's going to be a shootout, man. I, I I don't think. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is taking the slight uh, lightly. We, we stop it. There's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers may not survive the the, the third quarter. You okay. Think gonna, do you think they're going to stop him? You think that offensive line is going to is going to stop Aaron Donald and Doc and Sue Michael Brockers? Do you think that you what? Do you think? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to let Jared Goff take a shine? There's nothing he could do about it, bro. They're they're coming to LA. They're coming to LA. Jared Goff got shot in Vegas. What are you talking about? You know, there's nothing okay, he can well, do about it. well, okay, that's that's why we're on the show. Voice to the fans. We'll we'll we'll, re, okay. we'll we'll reconvene this conversation later. But that game is like ooh, <laughs> pinball. Type atmosphere. Ding 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 ding. You just never gonna stop hearing the, the touchdown. I mean, you know, man, it's gonna get it's gonna get wild. Okay, well, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. Thanks for tuning. Hey, what's up? What's good in sports? It's Daniel Cormier. Thank you guys.